Hi, this is Jay Baer of Convince and Convert Consulting, and welcome to the new Content Experience Show. Content Experience is the new content marketing. It's not only about reaching audiences where they are, but engaging them with personalized, useful content that matters. On the Content Experience Show, we share strategies, tips, and real-world examples of how leaders are taking their content marketing to the next level. Now, here's your hosts, Randy Frisch from Uberflip and Anna Harak from Convince and Convert Consulting. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Content Experience Show podcast. I am Anna Harak with Convince and Convert and here with the always amazing Randy Frisch from Uberflip. And I got to say, it's a little bit of a bittersweet day. So if you had heard some of our earlier uh, episodes, the last part in the marketing specifically, we had kind of previewed that the content experience show in its current form is going to take a bit of a nap for a bit. Randy, I don't want to say it's going away because there are other things that we preview, but we're, let's say it's taking a nap. It's going gonna, it's gonna to well, take a quick break. I, I think it's evolving, right? It is evolving. I, that's the I, way I like to think about it. I mean, I, I'm going to miss working with you because you're going to have oh. your own podcast off on, on the side having hey, a great time. You're going to have your own podcast on the side having a great time. I'm going to miss working with you too. It's true. But, you know, it, it, I, I really mean it's an evolution. You know, you think about this podcast itself and you can go back and listen. As we said, there's, there's over 200 episodes now. I think 225 or so. 245. Oh, I don't know. We're all over the place. Oh, oh no, 224, 224. 24, that's what I thought. So, you know, when you think about, about that, if, if you go back to the first season, it was actually 12 episodes over about a year. So it was mm-hmm. a monthly, right? And then it evolved. That's when I got to join. Uh, we went to a weekly podcast. It was called Content Pros back in the day. Uh, you know, we, we spoke specifically to content marketers. And, you know, as content's become more mainstream, we said, okay, well, you know, when we changed it to content experience a couple of years ago, it was this idea, well, it's not just content marketers who weigh in, it's, it's all marketers. Um, and, and I think what, we're, what I'm seeing out in the market is that content can either be seen as extremely strategic or not at all. And that often has to do with the lens of the senior marketer on that team. And that's, that's that next journey. So the way I see it is we've continued to see content become more successful in organizations when it's done right. I can't wait to talk to those senior marketers who see that. And, you know, that's something that all of our listeners are going to be able to take away with them, um, you know, in terms of how they, they advance their career or, you know, how they talk about content in their org. So really, okay, I revised my earlier statement. It's not that it's taking a nap. It's like a Pokemon that's evolving into its next form. Uh, you know what? Absolutely. I still have to see that Pokemon movie, but from the previews, <laughs> I could not agree more. Right. It's just, it's the next iteration. It's like, you know, going from, I can't even Charmander to Charizard. I probably got that totally wrong and I'm going to get hate mail. It's a, uh, if you'd hit me with Transformer, I would have been like, right, of course, more than meets the eye, robots in disguise. Right? Uh, that's like, another good one too. Yeah. We're like the little car right now. We're going to transform into like a big robot. <laughs> so uh, on this episode, just to give everyone a bit of a teaser of what they're going to get, uh, we invited Jay Bear, uh, who invited me and you to come mm-hmm. together on this podcast how many episodes ago now? I don't even know that. I don't even know. I didn't even look. I mean, I've I've been co-hosting with you for almost 
a year and a half now, over a year and a half. I was going to say close to two years. Yeah. Um, So, you know, we've, we've had a great run together and, you know, we felt it was only right that the last episode of this version, we should have Jay on just to talk about how podcasting has evolved over the years. And, you know, he's been running social pros, which he talks about, which is, you know, nearing 400 episodes. Uh, He's got a whole bunch of other podcasts that, that take different forms where you'll hear, you know, just different perspectives. And, you know, I, I, I think it'll get you excited about where podcasting is, has come from and where it's ultimately going. So with that in mind, should we, should we hit the, hit the play button? Yeah. Let's bring him in. Here we go with Jay Bear. Welcome to the Content Experience Podcast, Jay. This is fun because you kicked this whole thing off. You gave me the opportunity to join this podcast and many other co-hosts who I've had, including Anna, who's here with us, of course. Uh, Maybe talk to us about how you came up with this idea to have the Content Pros Podcast, which is what it was originally called. Yeah. And Social Pros was obviously growing in itself. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I had some uh, grand, uh, you know, vision that came to me in a fever dream at night uh, with tequila, and and certainly you and I have enjoyed uh, tequila as as recently as a few days ago at uh, Connex, the Content Experience, uh, the amazing event that you and your team put on in Toronto, and thank you for that. Uh, those of you who were there can uh, can certainly uh, also uh, acknowledge how amazing it was. But as you said, my the podcast that I host and have for for geez, eight years now, uh, social pros had been rolling for a little bit. And, and so I said, okay, uh, if you go back to when we started social pros, Eric Boggs, who used to run a company called Argyle Social is the one that sort of got me involved in the show. And he literally just called me one day, we were friends and had done some co-marketing and said, how about we start a podcast? And I said, why would we do that? And he said, because it will allow us to interview our future customers. And I said, tell me more. Uh, And so the whole idea was, well, if you want to be somebody's social media strategist or their content marketing strategist or their content experience vendor, in your case, uh, it's easier to say, hey, man, uh, we've got this great podcast. Would you like to be on the show? As opposed to, hey, man, would you like to buy some software from us? Or, hey, man, could you pay us to do a strategy? Uh, and Eric was exactly right. So we started Social Pros uh, and, and, and have always tried to have people on the show, at least most of the time, who are uh, great social media practitioners for big companies, which, ironically, uh, are the same kind of companies and in the same circumstances that, that we serve at Convince and Convert. And so once Social Pros had, had become uh, at least modestly successful, we thought, well, what else do we do in this company? And in addition to doing social media strategy, we do a lot of content marketing strategy for brands as well. And so we thought, what we need is a companion podcast. We need a spinoff, like, I don't know, like whatever the million Game of Thrones spinoffs are going to be, right? So, so uh, you know, Khaleesi, uh, you know, on the coast or whatever, that's what content right. pros. Don't call Saul or call Saul. Yeah, the, the spinoff, right? So, uh, and here we are like 225 episodes later uh, and, the, and the spinoff is, uh, is a powerhouse. So uh, that's mostly because of, uh, because of you, Randy, and, and, uh, and Anna and your great work on the show. I, I thought you were going to tell me, though, that that person who came to you in your dreams with tequila was Chris Moody and that Chris was like trying to get you to you know, do a podcast where he could share some of his thoughts. He was he was one of the first co-hosts that I got to have and he was here even before me. Yes, Chris Moody was uh, the the originator of the microphone here at uh, what is now the Connex podcast. But the way it worked was when we started the show, 
uh, our company was a lot smaller as well. And we're like, well, we don't necessarily want to pay the freight on this thing solo. So we actually pre-sold the show uh, to Oracle, where Chris was working in at the time. We said, we're going to start a show. It's going to be called Content Pros. Here's what it's going to feature. And by the way, we want to have one of your people, i.e. Chris, on the microphone. And so we actually had the sponsorship figured out before we recorded an episode, which certainly reduces your risk. Uh, so that's how, that's how Chris got on the show from the beginning. Gotcha. So, you know, when you go back to when social pros was on the rise and then coming up with, with content pros, I mean, not to say podcasts hadn't taken off at that point. There was, you know, I, I'm pretty sure season one of Serial already existed as an example. But, uh, you know, that's kind of that benchmark. It's like, yeah, BC or, or not, right? Like before Serial BS. Uh, but, you know, what have you seen in terms of that shift in podcasting as a strategy, not just at Convince to Convert, but with a lot of the companies that you chat with on a day-to-day? I mean, what percentage of them have started a, a podcast or at least talking about it? I always believed it would work because my my only thing I ever kind of thought that might be considered smart in the podcasting area is look, people are going to be besieged by content eventually. And content experience is going to become the most important thing. To me, that's where podcasting really shines is that it is the only multitaskable content experience, right? You can listen to a podcast while running. You can listen to a podcast while commuting. You can listen to a podcast while shoveling snow or, or doing any number of other things. You can't watch videos while shoveling snow. At least you shouldn't try that. Uh, you can't read blog posts while you're commuting, uh, at least until we get driverless cars. And so the only thing I really discovered early was, look, if, if everybody keeps getting busier and busier, and we all keep creating more and more content, at some point, the efficient content mechanism is going to start to succeed. And that, and that is podcasting, in my estimation. And that has proven to be true. Uh, the, the number of people listening to podcasts continue to escalate. The number of people who listen to podcasts in a B2B setting continues to go up. Uh, and what we see now, it convinces to convert. I don't know, Anna, what, what percentage of clients do you think um, uh, ask us about podcasts now? Oh, you know, I feel like we get a ton of questions about it, but the logistics are, are not quite complicated, but there's a lot of kind of behind the scenes sort of coordination that has to happen. I, I don't know, Jay, are you seeing the same thing? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, and we've produced a few shows for clients uh, here at Convince and Convert, which is fun. Uh, what I always tell people is like, it's not hard, but it's complicated, right? There's a lot of moving parts. Uh, in the back end, and also I will say this, uh, and, and research and, and some thought leadership from Tom Webster at Edison has has kind of struck this chord as well recently, that there's now, according to whose estimates you believe, somewhere in the neighborhood of 750,000 active podcasts, right? That's a lot of shows, right? That by, by, any, by any measure, that's a lot of shows. Like you think there's a lot of stuff on Netflix, right? Like there's a lot of stuff on a lot of podcasts, right? So uh, when there was, say, I don't know, 50,000 podcasts when I started or whatever, uh, the, the level that your show had to be at to succeed was different. Now, it really is a show, right? And you, you have to think of it like a show and you're competing for attention against actual celebrities and, and, you know, super high production value and all those kind of things. And so I think, yes, the mechanics of creating a podcast can be a little daunting, although I think unnecessarily so, frankly, in most cases, but, but the level that you have to take it to 
uh, to succeed, the level that, that you guys are at, is not always easy for everybody to get to. And so I think they feel like, wow, oh, we can't do it that well, so, so let's not bother. Or in a corporate environment, I'm sure you've seen this, Randy, sometimes we see um, uh, companies want to start a podcast, especially in B2B, and they're like, well, we want to have a show. And the person who needs to host it is the VP product development because they're the VP product development. And I'm like, hey, man, the fact that you're a VP product development and a podcast host, is there's no correlation there. Like, that's not, that's, those are not the same job, right? And so, you know, like, it doesn't have, you know, it's not part of your LinkedIn profile. Like, because I'm a vice president, now I'm on air. It just, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean uh, the same thing. Like, there are people who are, who are great at analytics, who are bad at karaoke, right? It's the same kind of thing. You know, it's interesting. I, I think one of the things, you know, talking about what makes a great uh, host of a, of a podcast is the ability just to have a very natural conversation and to get people to talk about things that, that they wouldn't otherwise. I, I've been, I may have mentioned this on a recent podcast, Anna, but I, I've been listening to Conan's podcast lately. Yeah, we talked about that on our last Part in the Market. Yeah, which, which... It's such a good podcast because first off, he, you know, he's a celebrity, gets these great celebrities, but it's the level of depth that these conversations go to. I mean, some of them are, are an hour and a half long, uh, but, but they're getting way deeper than you usually get to. And, and I can say, you know, having had the opportunity to have many co-hosts over the last, you know, four plus years, I think we've been doing this, that, you know, a big part of it is the people who, who are asking those questions, like the guest is important, but the ability to, to get that guest to be comfortable because some of the best guests, they're, they're doing five to 10 podcasts a week. So how do you get them to come on to your show? No different than Conan would on a late night and, and make, you know, Will Ferrell funnier than any of the other, you know, shows that, that he may have been on that week on his tour. Yeah, I think, you know, Randy, just to echo that, I think one of the things that surprised me the most, jumping from the guest side to the host side and actually interacting and getting guests on is how many are really nervous and um, are like, well, you know, what are we going to talk about and how are we going to talk about this? And, you know, they're really scared about coming on and kind of, you know, I guess sounding like a fool, but none of them do. They always are great. We would never set them up to fail, but I'm always shocked at like the level of nervousness um, from our guests sometimes. Well, there, there was that one that we never aired, but yes, <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> <great>. <laughs> that shall rename nameless. Yeah, and sometimes the guest legal department as well. I, I get some yes. of that on our show as well, where it's like, well, can our, can our PR team sit in on the interview and, you know, whatever. Some, some companies are a little bit more cautious about allowing team members to, to speak in public, whether it's a podcast or a press release or anything else. And that's, that's their prerogative. So, so curious, Jay, since you have interviewed so many people over the years, um, obviously starting this iteration of content pros and moving into content experience and obviously social pros, what are some of those really memorable guests that you've had? Like, what are the ones that stand out or even the qualities of a guest that um, really stand out in your mind? And we've had a lot of really terrific conversations. Um, I've, done, I've done a few, two or three shows with Gary Vaynerchuk, which is probably sounds like an obvious answer, but he always says something really interesting and somewhat controversial, which creates a lot of conversational opportunities. Uh, we had Seth Godin on the show uh, this year. That was really great when his new book came out and, and really a, a whole list of, of other folks over the years. But I think the, the interviews that I like the best, um, and you talked about this a second ago, Anna, is when you get somebody who works at a company 
who, who in my case is a social media manager, in your case might be a, a content marketing manager, demand gen manager, et cetera, uh, who, who doesn't really make the podcast rounds so often, right? They're, they're, they're not, they have a tremendous amount of experience um, as a guest. And, and when that person just knocks it out of the park, right? And just talks about their work and their history and their, um, and their campaigns and their circumstances with, with a great deal of, of passion and clarity and insight and frankly, inspiration. Those are the shows uh, that, that I like the best where, where my co-host Adam Brown from Salesforce and I just sort of turn off the recording like, holy cow, where did that come from? You know, we, you just get somebody that you don't, before you start having the conversation, you don't really expect it's going to be that amazing. They're like, wow, that was, that was really something. Those, those are the shows uh, that, that I, I like the best. And the other thing that's sort of the weird, the, the, the kind of weird um, meme on our show is that I haven't done the exact numbers on it, but it's somewhere around 85%-ish of the people who appear on Social Pros have a different job within 12 months of being on the show. So they all either like move to another company, uh, typically is what happens. Uh, and, and so we've decided that it's sort of like the thing you put on your LinkedIn profile, like, you know, and then you get promoted to some other social media job <laughs> somewhere else because it's, it's hilarious. We had one, uh, this was memorable for a weird reason. Uh, we had a guest uh, who actually is a client of ours, Anna, a couple of months ago. And the day his episode aired, he changed jobs. So we get a call from him and his communications team like, hey, we got to change all the graphics and everything else. And yeah, it was it was a little bit of a sticky wicket. I feel like you should start handing out like certifications. Like I am now social pro certified so I can go to the next level. More so, I was going to say you should announce on this podcast that Convince and Convert is starting a recruiting agency. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Twenty percent. It's it's so it's so common that when it doesn't happen, we're actually shocked. So we had Greg Hounslow, uh, who's the head of uh, actually I guess his his title is um, Emerging Media Head at the WestJet, and obviously a brand that Randy knows well uh, in Toronto uh, and uh, Canada at large there in Calgary. But um, so Greg was on the show six years ago, right? Episode 107, right? And now is back on episode, I don't know, 360 or something like that. Uh, and, and we're like, bro, you've got the same job? <laughs> like we could, like we literally couldn't believe it. He was like, <laughs> well, how is this possible, right? Uh, it's, it's unprecedented. Uh, tell us what's happened in the last six years. Like it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. And I'll tell you what, I mean, you think about that six years, uh, yeah, I went back just on a lark um, over the summer and listened to a couple of episodes, uh, you know, from, from way back, right? From 2012, 2013. And I had a couple of observations. And I think the same is true of, of this show. A, I was really bad uh, as a podcast host uh, in those days. And B, the number of topics we had to talk about in social media was so much narrower. Like Instagram didn't exist, much less all the other stuff. And the same thing's true in content, right? Like we, now we've got all these other uh, topics. I mean, ABM didn't even exist um, then. And, and not to mention the whole idea of content experience, quote unquote, as a book title, as a show title, as a conference title. None of that was really there. And, and, and so it reminded me that the more things stay the same, the more they've actually changed. That's wild. All right. What we're going to do here, we're, we're talking about what's changing next with Jay Bear. We are going to come back and talk about what's changing for podcasting uh, beyond this podcast uh, as we wrap up the Connex podcast series uh, on this season. And we will be right back after a quick message from our sponsors. 
Hi friends, this is Jay Bear from Convince and Convert, reminding you that this show, the Connect Show podcast, is brought to you by Uberflip, the number one content experience platform. Do you ever wonder how content experience affects your marketing results? Well, you can find out in the first ever content experience report, where Uberflip uncovers eight data science-backed insights to boost your content engagement and your conversions. It's a killer report, and you do not want to miss it. Get your free copy right now at uberflip.com slash connex show report. That's uberflip.com slash connex show report. And the show is also brought to you by our team at Convince and Convert Consulting. If you've got a terrific content marketing program, but you want to take it to the very next level, we can help. Convince and Convert works with the world's most iconic brands to increase the effectiveness of their content marketing, social media marketing, digital marketing, and word of mouth marketing. Find us at convinceandconvert.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Content Experience Show podcast. We are, of course, talking to Jay Bear. Now, Jay, before we broke uh, for a sponsor break, you were talking about... Thank you, sponsors. Yes, thank you, sponsors. You were talking about kind of going back and listening to some of those really old episodes of Social Pros and all of the you know crazy first iterations of it. And we had also kind of touched on sort of how things have changed over mm-hmm. time. So just curious, what are you seeing today with podcasting and how things have changed and where is it going? I think there's a few different trends I'd look at. One, uh, Randy touched on it in the first segment, this idea of very unstructured, very long conversational episodes, right? We're like, we're just going to wrap and we're going to wrap until we're tired. And that could be 90 minutes or it could be two hours or however long it is. There's, there's more and more of those shows. Now, most of them, not all, but many of them are celebrity led. And I guess that, that allows them because they're more charismatic or what have you to, to hold an audience for that long. But you're seeing more of those shows. I think it's an interesting trend. Uh, you're, you're seeing more shows with sort of higher production value in general, right? So um, for example, shows that, that actually record a bunch of material and then stitch it together thematically, probably a, a good um, analog there would be This American Life, right? Where each show is about a thing and they pull audio from a bunch of different recordings and then say this show is about disappointment or what have you. You're starting to see more podcasts like that. A uh, third trend would be more podcasts that are doing both audio and video, uh, whether that's full-length video or using some of the video uh, to... to promote the show, whether it's a LinkedIn or YouTube or Facebook video or even Instagram video. And then the fourth thing is one that that I recently got involved in with my other podcast, which is called The Talk Triggers Show, is this idea of of planned um, sort of season distribution, right? So I did 20 episodes, had always planned 20 episodes, did 20 and out, and that was it, done, done. Uh, 20 weeks and, and, you know, we're on to the next thing. And so instead of having a show that runs... Uh, indefinitely, right? Saying, all right, we're going we're gonna to do a season and then we're going to take a brief step back and say, do we want to do it the same next season or do we want to do it differently? And if we want to do it differently, how so? And what does the audience tell us, et cetera? And so I think that's an interesting uh, trend. It, 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 it takes podcasts more into the realm of television, right? Where you do 13 episodes or 22 episodes in the old network model. Now in streaming, sometimes it's as few as six or eight episodes, 10. Uh, and then you say, okay, we've done those. Now let's think about let's write some new material or, you know, we don't like that person, kill off that cast member, what have you. Um, <laughs> we're going to see the same thing, I think, in, in podcasts and, and kind of give the audience a little bit of a break as well. So um, that, that's a trend. And I think it's something that, that you guys are, are working on as well. Absolutely. No, I, I, it's, it's kind of like that mini series and, and we crave 
knowing when it's coming back, whether it's Silicon Valley or Stranger Things. I'm so depressed right now that Stranger Things is over. I'm, I'm trying to find something to keep me going. But Is it over, over? I thought they well, were I mean, it's, some it's temporarily over. There's, I think um, they're coming back for more, but that, that show just, uh, I love it. Uh, but yeah, I, I got to say, though, I don't know about you, Anna, but I was a little disappointed that Jay didn't talk about you know, the, the format with a two-minute buzzer, where that's on the rise. And, you know, for those who have listened to some of our podcasts, part of the marketing, I think what we were missing on that was the high-tech buzzer. That's had it. We, had we got the high-tech buzzer, this, this podcast- That would be trend would, number five, for sure. Abs- <laughs> absolutely. Because uh, that's that next level of production value that, that everyone's talking about right now. <laughs> I don't know. I think it just made it even more real and authentic and genuine. <laughs> The fact that I ultimately realized I don't know how a timer works on on my iPhone, um, but uh, it's a, it's okay. We'll, we we figured it out. The problem is going to be called the timer experience. It's going to be incredible. The, the, so it's the going to com- be Randy counting down to something. The, Randy testing different timers. Yeah. The, the conflict that we had was I had to put my phone on do not disturb so that we wouldn't be interrupted. Yet we needed the the, the buzzer to go exactly. Uh, hence, pardon the interruption. Uh, so, so let's talk about what's next. Uh, you know, Anna, you know, and I have really hit it off, and I, I think that's been one of your skills, Jay, over the years is uh, finding someone new to put up with me for you know an extended amount of time, week after week. Uh, you know, you nailed it for sure this time. Uh, you know, Anna, what what's your plan next from a podcasting perspective? You know, and, and how CNC is thinking about their go to market and and how you'll create that next iteration or next season, as you put it, to attract the right, uh, right audience for you? Good question. So that is still definitely in progress and in planning. So not too, too much to reveal, but um, definitely looking at something content focused, still sticking with our content experience theme a little bit here. Um, and also looking at maybe mixing up the format a little bit. So who knows, maybe some video, maybe continuing with audio. Uh, I definitely want to get some different categories in there. Maybe a little bit of auditing, a little content auditing, a little bit of content case studies, uh, maybe like a content variety show. That's kind of what I'm envisioning right now, but we will see. Wow, feels very Stranger Things season four. It's like, yeah, we, we know it's coming. There's going to be magician. We don't know what yet. We yeah. know... We know there will be a flip side or whatever. They I call was it. actually going to call it Stranger Content Thing Season 4, but then the season, you know, desist came and it just was bad news. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They stole the thunder. They did. Yeah, they, they took it away. Um, but I, Randy, what about you? Obviously, you know, I know you guys got big things in the works there and you always have lots of things to say on content and content experience. What's next with you? Well, it's, it's interesting going back to Jay's point uh, when he described starting social pros and that opportunity to jump on a podcast and simply speak to a senior marketer who you know is leading some of the strategy that Convince and Converse helps solve for in a lot of organizations. And a, a lot of the same motivation is what's what's fueling our next podcast here, the continuation of this podcast, uh, which will be known as the marketer's journey. Uh, and what we mean by the marketer's journey is is actually you know two sides or two parts of every podcast. The one is speaking to senior marketers and learning from them about their career journey. You know, how did they get to that VP title, that C level title? What was you know what did what's that biggest bird course they maybe took in university that maybe helped them in the end to you know why did they take that major and how are they actually here? Uh, and 
you know, on the flip side, it's understanding how they think of the journey of their audience. Um, and, and I think, you know, that understanding of their career and all the, all the different turns it takes along the way is no different than the way our audiences engage with us today. It's not as linear as we'd hope. So we hope to learn from some of these marketers of how they've seen the need to adapt over the years and how they think of a buyer journey today. And I'm just excited to be speaking to some of these people who fortunately I already get to talk to. I just don't do it on air. And sometimes I'll hang up you know, as Jay said, and, and just say like, wow, that was a really great conversation. I wish I recorded that. Uh, so having some of those real conversations with marketers. I love it. I think there's going to be so many different interesting stories out there too. I mean, I don't know if anybody sets out to be in content. I mean, maybe they do now that it's like an actual thing, but I think there's definitely that era or, you know, I mean, even just a few years ago, people graduating with just general marketing or general advertising degrees or public relations, and then they just kind of fall into content. So that's a really fascinating podcast. I will definitely subscribe. Thank you. Thank you. The logo is almost done. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Nice. Like, we, should be letting, we should be letting listeners vote on the logo. We should be directing should, them to a landing page. We, we should, and I should be able to spin up a landing page in no time. But uh, Yeah, you have well, technology that could do that. If only you had a software company that allowed you to create a landing exactly. page. Exactly. Check the show notes. Check the yeah. show notes. That's what we always say here. Exactly. You'll figure it out eventually. Uh, I'm probably going to do another season of, uh, of the Talk Triggers show or some kind of um, customer experience uh, podcast, which which is fun for me. I like those kind of themes um, these days. And obviously, keeping on rolling with, with Social Pros, uh, at least until the end of this season, which will be the end of the calendar year um, 2019. And then we'll, we always kind of take it one year at a time. We're like, we're like the Tom Brady of podcasts, right? We're like, okay, we're signing one-year contracts or whatever. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what happens. Uh, so that's, that's cool. <laughs> Um, and yeah, like Anna said, we're, we've got, um, some other stuff kicking around at, at, uh, at convince and convert and kind of playing with formats and, and all those kind of things. So yeah, we'll see. I, I like the idea of, of being more experimental on shows for a couple of reasons. Um, I, I think you can, you can dive in, um, play with it and then get out. Um, and, and leave the audience wanting more that also as strategists, right. As a, as a strategy consulting firm, I think it behooves us to experiment with format and style and tone and frankly distribution, right? So is the show on LinkedIn as a show, as opposed to on a podcast per se, right? That is one option um, because then it allows us to learn some lessons that we can then apply for clients as well. Go ahead, Anna. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I'm a big fan, and I'm not even being paid to say this, that Talk Triggers is coming back because I love hearing all of those crazy stories. Like, my favorite is Dr. Snip, hands down. Dr. Snip. I love hearing just the crazy stories. Dr. Snip, vasectomy surgeon. (laughs) Who gave out Swiss Army knives, right? Pocket knives, engraved pocket knives. Yep. I missed that episode. The good one. uh, That's that's very uh, on brand. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Very on brand. Good talk trigger. Um, just curious, I, both of you hit in different ways on, on the value of video and that, that, you know, future where podcasts, yes, the beauty of it is that we can multitask, as you said, Jay, but you know, the, the value of video, I think is just going to continue to rise and, you know, all the channels we're on. That's what, that's what captures our attention first. Those, those moving frames. How have you seen video conducted well? when it comes to podcasts, because a lot of people I speak to where they struggle with is, uh, you know, for those who just listen to this podcast, we're actually using video now. We just don't actually use the video assets because Zoom only freeze frames the, or only records the one speaking, not 
all of us kind of in the view that we all log into Zoom. So how have you managed to, to maybe execute video well? Yeah, we've actually tested it a ton um, for, for, for multiple shows. So for the Talk Triggers show, the Talk Triggers 20-episode uh, series, which is still, you can get at talktriggershow.com, was six-minute episodes once a week for 20 weeks, and it was native video. So it was YouTube first. And then we stripped out the audio and made it a podcast, right? Because there was drop-in graphics and, and wipes and, and you know, different things that would go up on the screen. Now, when I wrote the episodes, and I did script it all. It wasn't off the cuff. It was all scripted. And so when I scripted it, I tried to make sure that I wasn't um, showing something that if you couldn't see it, it wouldn't make the episode work. And a couple of examples, I maybe didn't do that very well. But in general, tried to make it so that if you, if you watch it, it's a little better, but you can still listen to it and get it. On the Social Pros podcast, we've actually done a ton of different things with video because you're exactly right, Randy. We, at one point, would use Zoom and record the whole show on video and then turn that into a YouTube broadcast, right? So it's like a 45-minute YouTube video of three people talking. That's not a great video, right? Like, so doing that procedurally is not a big deal. Um, you got to clean it up a little bit, but, but it's not very compelling, right? It's not a very compelling watch, and so we didn't get a lot of traction on that. So now what we do is we have our post-production team take the video and then cut it up into like a five-minute highlight reel. So they pull out, you know, the best statements, the best excerpts from whomever is on the show, and they stitch that together in like a greatest hits. And then we use that on YouTube. So the YouTube is like a five-minute highlight reel. And then we take a series of 45-second, minute-and-a-half clips and we use those as promotional assets, right? So uh, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, et cetera, to sort of drive awareness and downloads of that particular episode. Yeah, so using a lot more uh, you know, parts of the asset, uh, you know, which is essentially what we've always talked about with content is how do you slice that turkey into many, many different pieces or how do you take that big rock uh, type of mindset and you know, have, have the, the path leading into it. Yeah, I mean, it works great. It just, you know, it, it does require um, a fair amount of post-production time and investment. And, and you've got to have people doing that who, who are actually fairly good at that kind of work, which, which ain't everybody. Gotcha. Well, so there's a, a lot on the horizon. I mean, we, we've got the suspense of, of what Stranger Content Season 4 might look like from Anna. We've got, you know, what's, what's your next milestone, Jay, in terms of, uh, social pros uh, as it continues. I mean, what's that next episode number that you're really excited yeah, about? Yeah, we'll be, um, let's see, we'll be at episode 400 um, before the end, right around December, somewhere wow. early December. So I'm sure we'll do some kind of big, big uh, celebration for that. Uh, episode 300, uh, which I was like, two I was going to say, I, I felt like that was just last yeah, month, two I years was ago. Say, two was years it ago. Really? I feel like yeah. that was. Whoa. We were uh, all on Facebook Live, if I remember. Yeah, we, we took yeah. some of our, yeah, you guys were there. And then we took some of our favorite guests from the past and invited them back on the show and did it on a Facebook Live and kind of had like a little reunion show. That was super fun. We might do that again. Uh, we, we may give away 400 uh, cakes. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Um, we'll figure something out probably the last minute, but that's, uh, that's okay. I need to get Adam to give away 400 tickets to Dreamforce. That's probably unlikely, but that'd be a good one. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's a big, that's a big milestone, man. 400 episodes is, is, uh, is, is no joke. So that's the, the next, uh, 
the next big thing for uh, for social pros, and then uh, all the other all the other stuff we're working on. We're starting uh, starting to get an episode one, which is always super exciting, but also terrifying. That's that's exciting for sure. And you know, for for everyone who's been tuning in, don't don't leave this subscription. Don't leave this channel. This podcast will continue. Granted, new name being the Marketer's Journey, but continued great guests and great conversations uh, along the way. Jay, if, if you've got a couple of minutes, we always finish our podcast here, getting to know our guests a little bit more. I feel like we just did that for almost 30 minutes with you, but you know, we, we've got a fun one saved in this case Uh-oh. right back here on the Connex podcast. Hey, everyone. I wanted to take just a few seconds today to talk to you about Emma. Emma is an email marketing platform that helps you connect with your audience and grow lasting relationships. They're awesome. They offer really intuitive tools to build and automate emails with powerful segmentation and reporting too. And the big difference is they're focused on you. Between their award-winning support and their pro services team, they make sure every customer has success with their email marketing. Seriously, they are amazing. You can learn more and request a demo today at myemma.com slash J is awesome. Again, that's myemma.com slash J is awesome. All right, Jay, we have got to know you a bunch over this podcast. You know, we talked a lot about podcast strategy, but you know, we generally talk about work when we talk about podcasts, right? It's, it's no different than when someone comes into interview for a role with me and I tell them, you know, tell me about yourself. And they just go into their resume, right? They don't tell anything about their personal life. They just, yeah, their their self is their work. Uh, I know with you, you've got a lot of side passions. I feel like I know where you're going with this. But uh, for those who don't know you as well, if you were doing a podcast that had nothing to do with work, but purely a passion, a hobby, a side interest, what would the topic be? And who would be your first guest? Well, let, let me ask you a question first, just out of curiosity. What, what's your favorite podcast that you listen to that's not business? Uh, man, that's that's hard because I, I wouldn't say that I'm a stick. We, Anna and I talked about this when we did the part in the marketing and we talked about podcasts. Yeah. And I, yeah. I said, I'm not a, a podcast loyalist. Like yeah. I, I jump around a lot. I like yep. suggestions. So right now I talked about Loving Conan. There was a time where I, I was obsessed with that one season of Serial. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of other podcasts that I'll listen from time to time, like a Dabbler. faster, you know, from, you know, from the space I'm in. So I like to jump around, uh, but, but I generally do go work other than that Conan one that I mentioned. Yeah. Anna, how about you? Uh, my favorite murder. Yeah. Which makes me sound like a psycho when you just kind of. out like that. <laughs> yeah. but, I know better, uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's uh, hands down one of my favorites. Yeah, that's also also my daughter's favorite. Um, two for me, I listen to uh, High Noon every day, which is an ESPN show uh, with uh, Pablo Torre and Bamani Jones. So I, I listen to that one every day. And then I also listen to every week uh, a show called Good One, which is the host interviews a stand-up comedian. And it's an hour long conversation about one joke. And so they play the joke at the beginning of the show and then they do a deep dive conversation. How did you write the joke? Why is it put in this place in your set? How do you structure it? Why this word versus that word? How has the joke evolved since you first wrote it? Uh, And as somebody who does a lot of public speaking and MC work, uh, I I find it fascinating. uh, And I really, really like, uh, like that whole premise. So to your question, Randy, what would I do a show about? Uh, I would 100% 
positively do a tequila review show. Knew it. And there would not be a guest. It would just be me on camera drinking tequila <laughs> saying this tequila is good or this tequila is crap. Uh, or, or maybe, oh, what do you think about this? What if I did a tequila review show and then paired it with a business book? Okay, so with this tequila, you should read this business book. And with this tequila, you should read this business book and sort of combine those two things. But I think as the show goes, you should get progressively more drunk. And so should your review just get like more and more belligerent. Like as I have the, totally, yeah. uh, I've seen Anna drunk on, on, <laughs> on more than one occasion. And I feel like, like drunk marketing is definitely a yes. podcast, right? Like that could add drunk content, right? Um, and so we just, you know, we just have a, have a few glasses of wine or what have you. And then we talk about content marketing and that's the show. Well, I, I've had a series that we've not gone off the ground here and I'm okay if someone steals this, so I'll, I'll throw it out, which is, uh, you know, Jerry Seinfeld's coffee with, yeah. with comedians. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to do uh, content and cocktails. Yeah. Right? Which I just think two marketers sitting at a bar, each one orders their go-to drink. Well, the bartender makes the two drinks. They have a conversation. Drink comes. So great. Go. Five to 10 minute show max. Yeah. I mean, the, the challenge, I mean, I think it'd be great. The, the challenge with those kind of formats is everybody's going to be in the same place. I know. I know. No, that's the, I mean, I guess you could monitor who's coming through Toronto and do it. Yeah. Then, we should have recorded these all during. At Connex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, should have at the conference. Yeah. A lot of sense. Um, yeah. And a lot of cocktails. I love that. Yeah. yeah. We're on guest 14. Randy's on his 14th Mai Tai. Uh, our emceeing duties would have been even more entertaining. Not that they weren't great, but yeah, we would have really nailed it that way. All right. Now we know for, for, for 2020, we've got a whole new thing. All right. Well, listen, when that tequila podcast comes out, I, I will religiously loyally subscribe to that one. As much as I told you, I don't any that that'll be on my list. That'll I'll, I'll get push notifications and everything for it. Uh, Jay, this is, this has been great. I, I can't thank you enough for, you know, even just reaching out to me, you know, 200 plus episodes ago to say that you're looking for someone to, to help, you know, keep this show going. And, you know, we've, we've done that well. We're, we're on to the next chapter with the marketer's journey. And, and I can't wait to be part of that and uh, definitely uh, have, have you back at some point to talk about you know, your journey. Yeah, I would love to do that. Thanks very much. Congratulations on the new show. We're super pumped. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, folks, don't, uh, don't uh, remove the feed from your podcast listening app. It's going to be uh, remarkable. We'll keep you up to date on uh, what Ann and I are doing next too. Sounds great. Until next time, this has been the Content Experience Podcast. Check it out on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. We've got over 200 episodes of great content. Have a listen back, as Jay said, how did we sound 200 episodes ago versus where we are today? Until next time, I'm Randy Frisch with Anna Iraq, and this has been the Connex Podcast. This is Jay Bear, and thanks for listening to the Content Experience Show. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentexperienceshow.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. That's contentexperienceshow.com. The Content Experience Show is sponsored by Convince and Convert Consulting and by Uberflip. It's produced by my team and I at Convince and Convert. If you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show, just go to convinceandconvert.com.